Than answers. Like whose idea was it to make pictures of our internal organs and give them to people we love on Valentine's Day? That's not weird. Hi America, <laughs> hello world. <laughs> My name is Adrian Lee and I am your host. Remember listeners, don't be sad if you were alone on Valentine's Day. Just remember, no one loves you on the other days of the year as well. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Oh, More questions than answers. Mm-mm. The only paranormal quiz show anywhere in the world. Each week, my guests and I will search the world's newspapers, websites and TV shows just for you to bring you the very best in paranormal talk radio entertainment and enlightenment. We will then test each other's knowledge of the week's events. The mysterious, strange, supernatural, unusual, bizarre, and just plain weird. If you've just tuned in especially to hear the show, then I admire your taste. If you've just tuned in by accident, then I admire your luck. I am huddled under my quilt with a large flashlight and a nice cup of tea with tonight's guests, somewhere in the barren wildernesses of the Midwest Plains. With the sound of my elderly mother snoring distantly from the room next door. Each week we press our ear against the bedroom wall, whatever my mother listened to before she goes to sleep at night, picks and pulls on her unconscious mind. What did she listen to tonight? <laughs> Love is in the air, everywhere <laughs> I look around. Lucky for my dad, right, I'm guessing, yes. when he comes to bed. Anyone want to have a guess that sings that? Do you know that song? I do. 1978. John Paul Young, would you believe? Really? I'm sure yeah. he didn't get too many more hits after that. So snuggle under your covers and turn out your lights. The rules are very simple. Points will be awarded randomly for being interesting and for making me laugh or shiver in horror. Extra points will be available for shock and awe value. To help me control my rowdy panel of recidivists and reprobates, I will employ what I have called the inappropriate bell. An example of this would be... The panel have no idea what's coming. I have no idea what stories they have for tonight's show. So let me introduce my guests. Firstly, the mysterious and evanescent Heather Morris. She's been a paranormal investigator for many years with her own team called Hellhound Investigations, and does all of her best work in the shadows. She is now one of the leading audio and DVP experts with the International Paranormal Society, and brings her knowledge and research skills to tonight's show. She is also our producer and sound engineer. This week, Heather decided to stop exercising and just learn how to do Photoshop. Welcome to the show, Heather. It works. <laughs> it works wonders on everyone. We had an interesting week, didn't we? We did. We managed to put together some very interesting photographs 
for I, Ghostbusters. The theme of Ghostbusters. Fun. Yeah, Loved that was it. a good time. We have a Ghostbusters surprise coming to our listeners. Oh, there was a reason why we dressed up as Ghostbusters. Mm. That will become clear over the next few weeks. But I did enjoy doing that. Those photographs looked great. I think they're fabulous. We came out very well. You're welcome. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why she stopped exercising. I also wish to introduce... The man and crazy! Michelle Corey. <laughs> she was born and raised in Moira, Minnesota, and has a keen and avid interest in all things paranormal. Michelle is not always sarcastic. Sometimes she's sleeping. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Michelle. Thank you. Today's actually a sad day. I just want to bring this to you. Uh, the man who invented autocorrect actually pissed away in his sleep last night. So I just wanted to share that with everybody. No wow. ducking way. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I also wish to introduce tonight our resident psychologist, Chad Peters. Chad always wanted to be a Gregorian monk, but he never got the chance. <laughs> oh, I get it. It took me a minute. I'm sorry. Welcome to the show, Chad. <laughs> he likes to eat his cornflakes in the morning. Wow. wow. Could you do all that meditation and silence? Does that sound like a good thing? Would you like to be doing that? I would love it. You wouldn't mind I that. I like the silence bit. I have to tell you a true story. I went to university to study art in the college that is Goldsmith University of London. One of my best friends there, Adam, was actually a Buddhist monk. He was a Buddhist priest. And uh, he actually sent me a birthday card. And a birthday card from a Zen Buddhist monk said, not thinking of you. I thought that was very funny. That's awesome. It wow. made me smile. <laughs> they're mad. They're bad. And they're paranormal. This is season three, episode 51. And you may have caught the fact that this is our Valentine's Day special. You've either had a fabulous Valentine's Day and you're now relaxing on a Friday afternoon, covered in, in chocolate, in chocolate hickeys, <laughs> shame, lipstick, shame, champagne, a prison blanket, strawberries, <laughs> wow. teddy bears. Well, you're sat there wondering where your life has gone as it dribbles through your hands like grains of sand onto a lonely floor. Or Cheetos. Nice. Mm. This is the Valentine's Day themed Martin's Gong of Infinite Knowledge that singles the very first round of our show with a 70% off reduced dark chocolate truffles of statistics and the empty <laughs> quiver of Cupid's facts. Stand back, lovebirds. Very, very impressive. There's points to be one, of course, born on this very day in 1564 was the Italian astronomer and physicist called Galileo. Know anything about Galileo? Galileo! He was in a Queen song. Yes, mm. apparently he will not let me go. Mm. Oh. So all you know about Galileo is that he won't let you go. Yes. This is well, going to make the first two or three questions very interesting. <laughs> There's yes. also the fact that he's just a poor boy. From Nobody a poor loves family. him. I went to his house. That's in Florence, isn't it? it is. Yes, it's in Tuscany. He let you in? Yes. <laughs> he just smiled nicely. I've delivered some pizza. Mm -hmm. I have to tell you straight off the bat that he was very wealthy. He wasn't a poor boy at all. His parents were very well to do. His dad was a famous lute player and a musician. And Everything he came I from know is wrong. Nobility. Well, if you're basing all your themes of history <laughs> on a Queen song, I think you're going to be falling short, but don't stop me now. Wow. <laughs> so for the very first time, in the history of MQTA Radio. I cannot believe that strange, bizarre, and fascinating <laughs> facts about Galileo. Mm. 
What part of Galileo's body is on display in a museum in Italy? His Pick Milky Way. The right body part, his Milky Way. Oh. You're going to have your Milky Way with me, aren't you? Yeah. I'm going to run my <laughs> chocolate fingers through your arrow and make my peanut brittle. Mm. I'm going to touch your caramel. It was a real marathon. <laughs> oh, oh, no. An almond joy. Lovely. Mm, Can you give Turkish me an answer? Delight. <laughs> Love. Rockets in sight. Turkish delight. Okay, now what? What's in his house now? Nothing's in his house. <laughs> He's dead. He's dead. He's what actually was... buried in Santa Croce, which is a chapel and church in Florence, and it's the same chapel that Michelangelo is buried in. Ooh. Well, except this part of him. Except this part. He was dug up. And they actually stole His a few pinky. bits and pieces. So you're going to say to me, Miss Morris, yeah. on display at a museum in yep. Italy is Galileo's little finger. Yes. You're going with the the little yeah. finger. Hi, right? little boy. <laughs> yeah. Wow. You've got a whole series of body parts to choose from, Michelle. And there's points I've to be won. I've seen one. his tomb, and I'm embarrassed to say I cannot remember, but I'm going to say his heart. His heart is on display in a museum. Chad, sweep in. Win the points. I'm going with his whole hand. It was. Uh, his middle finger. <gasps> wow. I'm amazed that no one during the course... <laughs> like oh, this? here we go. This is why we can't <laughs> this have one? cameras this in Maybe this studio. one. Maybe this one. <laughs> it's amazing how your middle <laughs> finger gets an erection every time it's around me. That's remarkable. <laughs> On our Valentine's... You're like Viagra for middle fingers. Nice. This is our <laughs> Valentine's Day special, and I'm getting the middle finger, am I? Both of them. Wow. Yes, Roses them. are red. Violets are blue. I've got five fingers, but this one's for you. Ah. Oh, that's wrong. You don't have five fingers. <laughs> yeah, so do. <laughs> no, there's only eight fingers and two thumbs. So if I've got eight fingers, I must have five then. There's five in amongst this lot. No, thumbs. <laughs> yes, I've got, I understand I've got thumbs, but then you just said I had eight fingers. Yes. So, well, I've got five then, haven't I? Mm-hmm. I've no. got six, six, seven, seven eight. Eight. I've got at least five fingers. <laughs> Whichever way it works. <laughs> Whatever. You this bend it. <laughs> bend it like Beckham. We've confused her with Matt. <laughs> Never difficult to do on this show, is it? It, it was his middle finger. I'm going to give everyone two points. I'm what? feeling very philanthropic. You said little finger. Yeah. You were wrong. I said middle finger. You said heart. <laughs> She's not even in the same area. It's our Valentine's Day special. If she says heart, she can have some points. They dug his body up. They actually removed one of his teeth, and they removed other fingers, and they've been lost. But there is one finger left. It's in a little glass vial. They keep lots of things in chapels. They keep lots of things in museums in Italy. Yes. They were religious artifacts. If you go to Siena and you go to the Duomo, the big cathedral, there's an anteroom. And it's got shelf after shelf of body parts. They've got St. Luke's finger and St. Mark's thigh bone. And Catherine of Siena has her head in a bucket. Nice. If you typed in Siena, if you type in St. Catherine, you will see her head in a glass bucket. I've been in the cathedral. I've witnessed such wonders. This is what you do to your saints. You dig them up and spread their body parts. You put them in a scepter. If you go charging into war against your neighbours, if you've got a religious artefact, God's on your side. You will win. This is where we are. Galileo had three daughters. They all went into the same profession. What profession was that? Milkmaid. They were milkmaids. You should have seen her fingers. Her hands were a blur. They filled up that bucket of milk in seconds. Best milkmaids in the whole of Tuscany. Mm, no, I'm going to say they um, they were transcribers. 
they transcribed. Yes. So he was talking in Latin, in Italian. They transcribed it into what? Because I'm interested to know how Morris's brain works. Ooh. English. English. They all transcribed. Yeah. I will take that as your answer. Michelle, his three daughters were all in the same profession. What did they do? They were nuns. You're going to go with nuns. That's a vocation. I will take that as an answer. Chad, what do you think they did? I think Michelle's right, but I'm going to add that one of them actually helped him quite a bit, like almost apprentice. Yes. Your knowledge of Galileo is astounding. You're absolutely right. They were nuns, and one of them did actually help him as an apprentice. This is 100% wow. true. I'm actually going to give more points out. This is remarkable times or more <laughs> questions and answers that you're actually showing some cerebralism. I think it's very impressive. It's rare. Yeah, it doesn't happen very often. <laughs> Ow! Even a piece of broken glass looks like a diamond in a dung heap. Wow. There we go. One of them actually suffered. I didn't know if you know this or not, but he had three daughters. They were forced to be nuns. One of yep. them had terrible, terrible suffering from sleepwalking. She used to sleepwalk everywhere, and she, of course, was a Roman Catholic. Oh, my <laughs> God. That's wrong. Next. <laughs> Famous American actor John Barrymore was born on this very day in 1882 in Philadelphia. Known, of course, for his role in Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde and some amazing stage performances, including Hamlet. Drew Barrymore, of course, is his granddaughter. So, for the very first time in the history of MQTA Radio, I cannot believe that strange, bizarre and fascinating fact about Dr. Jekyll. And Mr. Hyde. This is the story of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Jive. Bit of men at work there. You can't go wrong with men at work. So, for the very first time in the history of MQTA Radio, I cannot believe that bizarre, strange and fascinating facts about Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. Of course, John Barrymore was in that film in the 1920s. 1920, that was. But the book was written, of course, by Robert Louis Stevenson in 18... 86. He burnt the first 30,000 copies. He said it wasn't very good. He wanted to have another go at it. 30,000? Yes. His wife threw them all in the fire. It's true enough. He wrote Treasure Island as well. Right. Very famous writer. During his time at Edinburgh University, he was arrested for falling out of a window and landing on a police officer. Not a very good thing to do, is it? Bad Mm -hmm. luck. This was in the quad of Edinburgh University, in the middle of the campus. The young Stevenson was leaning out of the window to get a better look at what? All you have to do is to tell me what he was straining to get a look at. The men he fell out of the window. The milkmaid. And landed on a police officer. He was arrested for this, I might add, and he was studying law at the time, so that didn't look the milkmaid. very good. He was staring to look at the milkmaid. Washwoman. The washerwoman milkmaid. Ooh. Look at that woman washing yeah. with milk. Multitasking. Yeah. So there's a woman walking past a frow line with a couple of buckets on yep. a yoke. She has the world on her balcony. Yep. He's stretching his face out of the window to get a better look. What year was it again? He was very young. I'm guessing it would have been about the 1860s, 1860s. Yeah, the milkmaid. You're going with the milkmaid. Michelle, what was he ogling? What was he looking at when he fell out of the window and landed softly on a police officer who arrested him? The moon. He was looking at the whole of the moon. Chad, what was he getting a better look at? I'm going to go with some kind of astronomical event. Maybe a comet? I will give you a clue, and you can shout out now. It was winter, if that helps you. Does that it give you a clue? It was the Aurora Borealis. 
What, in Edinburgh? I guess that could happen. That's a long way north. I bet on occasion it's been seen up there. Yeah. He was observing a snowball fight. There was a huge snowball huh. fight taking place between the peasants and the students. He leant out of the window to get a better look, lost his foot in, fell out the window, squashed a police officer. You're Nick's son. We're going down the station. What's wrong with that? Assault, I would suggest. Not on purpose, surely. Well, I don't think any charges were pressed, but he got a night in a prison cell. It's 100% mm. true. Stevenson was credited as inventing what essential camping item. There you go. The matches. You are thinking he discovered the matches. <laughs> that was a gentleman <laughs> called Swan Vester, I think you'll find. <laughs> I can't, I can't back that up with anything. He invented... <laughs> so of all the things to go camping with, number one on your list is matches. Mm, I'll let me think about it. Go on. You're going to have a chew on that, are you? Yeah. You're going to have a suck on that. Yep. See how... Mosquito spray doesn't what come. Comes... <laughs> Why am I here? <laughs> what, in Edinburgh? <laughs> that, that was <laughs> really sincere, actually. Damn no. Why am I here? <laughs> yes, that was very... <laughs> I had a moment of existentialism when I genuinely came out of my body and thought, why am I here? Michelle, what essential camping item did he invent? A cooler. He invented a cooler. I, I love the fact that you say to two ladies, what's the most important thing to take on a camping trip? And they've got matches and a cooler. Yep. Of all the things lost so without either one of those. You're up in the mountains of Scotland, in the Cayam Gorns. You're in amongst all the heather. Yeah, all amongst me. Go on. And you're looking for matches, are you? Yeah. And my cooler. And a cooler. A mosquito spray for mosquitoes, mosquitoes that don't exist in Scotland. Yeah. What are you thinking, Chad? Bring well, some sanity back to the proceedings. I'm thinking, like, tents and sleeping bags have probably already been invented by that point. Right. I'm going to go with a pocket knife. You've talked yourself out of the points. He invented no. the sleeping bag. No. Ah. He got a canvas cover and he filled it with uh, sheep's uh, fleece, Duck and feathers. he literally made the first ever sleeping bag. Or soft tacos, as bears call them up here in the Midwest. <laughs> yes, burritos. <laughs> Chad burritos. out of the points. I'll have that burrito, please. Can I have the bajitas? <laughs> you scared the bajitas out of me. Mm-hmm. you know that? In San Francisco in 1878, he had problems with his fanny in a hotel room. And had to call the doctor to remove what? There. I'm happy to read that out again because it makes me smile. In San Francisco. Always happens in San Francisco, doesn't it? Yeah. He left his heart there, apparently. You're one question too short, Michelle. Yeah. In 1878, he had problems with his fanny in a hotel room. And had to call a doctor to have what removed. This isn't some kind of Britishism. By fanny, we we don't mean something, yes, I don't we know, do. like grandmother. He shouldn't have a fanny. Um, oh, oh, he got oh, something that's stuck right. in that's his zipper. That's what it means in Britain, doesn't it? He got something <laughs> stuck in his zipper. <laughs> that's remarkable. I don't think zippers were invented for at least another 50 years, but if you want to go with that, I'm not going to... He got it. something go stuck in a button. He got something stuck in a button. Yeah. He got the chicken skin pulled through a buttonhole. Yeah. That can happen. Okay, I've nothing to back that up. <laughs> All things are possible. I bet somewhere in the world someone has managed to catch... The better part of their twig and berries in a hole reserved for buttons. Oh, <laughs> God. Didn't see that episode of Cinderella. Mm. So what are you, you going to go with, Morris? I said a buttonhole. He had problems. So the doctor had to remove his twig from a buttonhole. I bet yeah, that's happened in San stuck. Francisco. I can imagine that taking place. Yeah. Michelle, 
He had problems with his fanny in a hotel room. He called the doctor and had to have what removed. It's very cryptical. Yes. But there is an answer in here dying to get out. Think about what you could have removed. From my fanny? Well, just in general, really. <laughs> it doesn't have to be. This isn't a game of operation. It's not like Buckaroo where we have to hang things on a mule. Gallstones. His gallstones removed. Chad, Goiter. What you, what Goiter. <laughs> I love that word. <laughs> this is one of my favorites. I'm glad we could squeeze it you in for you. You can't use it nearly enough. <laughs> it's like diaphanous. I try and get into a sentence at least once a day. Why that blouse looks diaphanous. So does your goiter. You got, you got lovely goiters. Why, thank you. I take after my granddad. He suffered terrible with the goiters. Isn't that some sort of holiday resort on the coast of Brittany in France? Oh, I've been to, I spent a week in goiters. I did, I swear to God. Chad, what did he have removed in a hotel in San Francisco? I'm going to go the easy route and go like a wart or a boil or something. Well, the Fanny we refer to was a lady called Fanny Osborne. And uh. he had bleeding and rotten teeth. And she refused to marry him. So he called a doctor who pulled his teeth out. I was going to say that. Wisdom teeth and stuff. In a hotel room in San Francisco, they were replaced with a set of wooden teeth. And then he could marry his sweetheart, Fanny Osborne. Oh. So the answer is he had to get his teeth pulled. Wow. Because his sweetheart, Fanny, wouldn't marry him. I knew it. So I asked we right go. away, what do you mean, Fanny? Oh, no. Cesar Romero <gasps> was also born on this day in 1907, died, unfortunately, in 1994. The Famous for playing the Joker. original Joker. Wait till they get a load of me. No, <laughs> that was Jack Nicholson. Why, so serious. No, that was Jim Carrey. So, <laughs> oh wait, that was the Riddler. For the very first time in the history of MQTA Radio, I cannot believe that bizarre, strange, and fascinating fact about the Joker. Mm. You're a fan of comics, aren't you, Miss Morris? I love them. You've got a big collection of rare and interesting yep, comics, and I make some. Go You've on. got some autographed copies of Hellboy knocking around, haven't you? Yeah, it's a secret. Do you like the Joker? I love him. He loves the Joker. You should get this right then. The Joker's first ever sidekick when he first arrived in the first ever comics, was called Gaggy. Oh, wow. Do you want to see Gaggy, Michelle? Nope. Are you sure? I'm positive. Okay, let me know if you I think I mind. may have once or twice. <laughs> the Joker's first ever sidekick was called Gaggy. Joker found him in the circus. What was he? There you go. You should get this, Miss Morris. Who was Gaggy? Ooh. Joker's first ever sidekick long before... Harlequin came along, of course. She didn't arrive till the 1990s, I believe, in the cartoon. That's right. She wasn't even part of that universe. No, His no, first no. sidekick. First sidekick. Gaggy. Mm, Gaggy. Who was he? What did he do at the circus? What was his job? Who he was, was he? the cleanup person. Oh, he cleaned God. up all the buckets of custard. <laughs> Stop. Yeah. No, Betty. No more. Slops. The no elephant slops. dung. Yeah. All the nasty things yes. that could be sticking to your shoes oh. yep. in the circus. Bubblegum. He was the cleaner. Yep. Michelle, what did Gaggy do? Wow, I love the mind. That's a good Whoa, nearly. (laughs) For the benefit of our listeners, because mime never goes well on the radio, does it? Michelle Corey mimed sword swallowing, leant back in her chair, and fell over. (laughs) I'm okay. So you were miming a bad sword swallower. Yeah. Chad, what did Gaggy do? Oh, he was a clown. He was a clown. I'm going to give you some points. He was a tightrope walking clown. And he was also yeah. a midget. I love midgets. He was. he was a midget. There are scenes of him in the comics very early on 
of jumping on Batman's shoulders and kind of tugging at his masks and strangling him. And I think he dabbled in sword swallowing. You his think room. so? <laughs> You're not going to get much sword. Not the whole sword. Yeah, right? he's just doing cutlery, surely. <laughs> Daggers. He's not going to get that down. The, the gaggy. I like, I like what you've done there. Yes, he's sword swallowing toothpicks because he's a midget. He's not going to get much of the sword in, is he? It's not a two-handed long sword, is it, from the scenes of Highlander? It's a switchblade. Mm. There you go. I can't give the points away. No, Points no. cannot be given away tonight yeah. in any way, shape, or form. He was yeah. a tightrope walking clown. So? And? <laughs> and okay. he was a clown. Oh, well, go on. I'll, I'll, I'm feeling generous. I'm feeling he philanthropic. He wasn't a tightrope walking clown. He was. He was a tightrope walking clown midget. Oh, well... There's not many people in that union. He was the only person of that union. (laughs) The TWCM club. What? The tightrope walking clown midget club. Easily done. He made up his own badge, his own membership. What's wrong with you? What's wrong with you? Why have attempts to turn the Joker into his own solo act failed in comic books over the years? Why does he not have his own comic book? There's a very good reason this has not taken place. They've tried to do it on many occasions, but they've fallen short, and it hasn't worked, and I need to know the reason why. Because he needs his arch-rival, Batman. Doesn't that get mentioned in The Dark Knight? Doesn't the Joker say he needs Batman, or words to that effect? They, They have to feed off each other, otherwise it just doesn't work. But in the Joker comic, if they did a solo one, he could still have Batman running around, couldn't he? Not really, no. No. You're thinking the reason there's never been successful solo comic with the Joker is because he needs Batman. That's right. And everybody wants the hero, don't they? The bun needs the hot dog. Yes. And he is the bun. He's the bun for Batman's hot dog. And Batman is the hot dog. Oh, God. The ballpark Frank. (laughs) Nice. What's the mustard in this scenario, just so I can get this clear? Robin. Robin's the mustard. <laughs> He's all she... over that hot dog. Oh, my. Wow. Yes. Yeah. There's something wrong with you, guys. Michelle, is there anything you'd like to add? Would you like to add the ketchup, the onions? What are we looking at? Why has there never been a successful solo Joker comic? And there's a very specific reason why this has not happened. I don't think this is right, but I'm going to say that they just can't come up with... Uh, Good storyline. No good storylines. Chad, any thoughts on that? He doesn't have a sensical inner dialogue. This is a very interesting statement I'm about to make, and I never realized this, and this is 100% remarkable, and it shows you where we are in the world. They have tried to run some Joker comics specifically with him, but they've fallen short because the Comics Code Authority, which is an organization that really exists, states that all villains must be apprehended or otherwise brought to justice at the end of every issue. Oh, wow. So the Joker issues have to end with him going to Arkham, which doesn't make good reading. And no he goes must... every week. That's absolutely 100% right. Can you believe that? Do they do that for Harlequin too? Mm-hmm. Every villain. They've tried doing a couple of comics in the past, but it doesn't work because they have to tie it up I at the end. I think that's why they have so many villains, because they can just rotate them so they're serving huh. their time for like a month in Arkham Well, didn't or the Suicide Squad come about because people wanted an answer as to why they keep meeting the same villains over and over again when they've been arrested and sent to Arkham? They must be getting out. And the Suicide Squad kind of resolved that to a degree, that you can get out if you oh. do this task for us. Do you see what I say? It's Not bizarre, really. isn't it? Wow. Childhood is when you idolize Batman. Adulthood is when you realize that the Joker makes more sense. That was then. 
But this is now the Joker's got nice cars, but I'd rather be riding his Harley. <laughs> wow. We get to our favourite part of the show. It's the mailbag. <laughs> we love the mailbag. If you wish to write to us, you can go to Facebook. We have a site. It's called More Questions and Answers with Adrian Lee. All of your comments, all of your mentions, any of your thoughts can be posted on there. And I will read them out. I love reading out your comments. Make sure you get on there now and tell us your thoughts Do about it. the show. I want to talk about Patreon first. Sure. John is one of our Patreon followers and Hi, contributors. John. John has posted, I just finished the Patreon release of episode 49 of season 3. The eggplant peach roast beef sandwich. (laughs) You're welcome, Jan. Now now available in Subway for a limited time, of course. Was too funny. Milk shot out of my nose, apparently. Nice. If you're not a subscriber, I would highly suggest it. Lisa then added, that was a great show, especially the Not For Your Mother segment. Wow, thank you. If you wish to donate to the show, you can do that. Go to our Patreon site, More Questions and Answers, with... Adrian Lee, you can donate a single dollar per episode, and that means you get the episode first. You get to listen to episodes that have never been aired. You get lots and lots of fun things. We have got some interviews coming up that are only going to be on Patreon. We sat yeah. in the studio mm-hmm. and answered all your questions. That's coming out. Yep. We should do another one. I liked it. I'm happy to do that. Let's get the first one put out first. The other thing I wanted to mention is we said many, many I want to say years ago almost, it seems that long. Yeah. We did say that if we ever got beyond $100 an episode, we would film what we do in the studio. So all that business with the middle finger, all of the throwing of stuff, Michelle falling off of her chair when attempting to mime the act of sword swallowing, will be shown in glorious Technicolor (laughs) to all of our Patreon followers. We have broken the $100 barrier. This Thank now you, creates everyone. some problems for us a because we've bit, now got to bit. get the film, we've got to get the cameras and the lighting, mm. but we are on it. We are. If yep, you're patient, we've not forgotten. It just means that we've now got to actually put things in place. We're researching the best cameras. Do we have cameras? Yes. Are they grainy? Oh, they're terrible. So we now have to go through the process of upgrading the cameras and we'll be ready to go shortly. I agree. So many thanks for that. And uh, you will see us shortly. We've not forgotten. We're now like the A-team. We've jumped into action. <laughs> yes. We're going to make it happen. Just we be patient. We didn't think it would. We didn't think it Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I am. I ain't getting on plane at full. Quit your jibber-jabber. What? Good times, right? Yeah. Love tea. So that's happening. If you go to Patreon, search for MQTA Radio, you can donate your single dollar, and you will see very shortly in the next week or two us in the studio throwing things at one another. Yes. Probably within the next week. I think it's imminent is yeah. where we are. Peter, our good friend in New York. Hi, Peter. Yeah. Thank you. He has posted a fabulous pic. He's always posting yes. the most incredible artwork. He mm-hmm. is. Because mm-hmm. this is our Valentine's Day theme show, I don't know if anyone picked that up. We have a bit of a theme of love in the air tonight. Mm-hmm. Cupid's arrow is bouncing around. Miss Morris has hit the liquor hard. I love it. Heather made us love teenies. Chad's got his uh, Rohypnol ready, so we'll slip that in any moment <laughs> right. now. Ooh. I put it in my own drink, though. Yes. Yeah, he's crazy. <laughs> and you're going to wake up very sore is where we are. <laughs> Do you see, um, did you mention, did you see on Facebook that he has actually put a photograph of all those little candy love hearts? Yes. Oh, yes. Yes. You know, the ones with the phrases like, yep. be mine, mm-hmm. yours forever. 
He's actually changed. He looks fabulous. You should go on there. Go to our Facebook site, More Questions and Answers with Adrian Lee. All of tonight's stories, all of the graphics, all of the fun, the banter, the jokes, everything's on there. There's one that says, why am I here? Yep. I say that at least three or four times per episode. <laughs> that was then. This is now was another one. Mm. You've got Bell, Bunk and Snort on separate little candies. Yeah. yeah. If you didn't know anything about the show and you put your hand in to grab one and you had one that had Bell written on it, there'd be questions asked. That's all I'm saying. Martin's Gong. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. A famous uh, American tennis player from the 1990s was Martin <laughs> Gong. Yes. I think he won Wimbledon one year. I can see his sweatbands now. I yeah. love the show was another. Ooh. Go on there and have a look. Heater, of course, listens to us live on the Dark Matter Digital Network yep. every Friday night every. at 10 p.m. Central Time. Mm-hmm. We have 100,000 listeners in 190 countries all over the world. Yeah. Kimberly posted this week, I love this show. (laughs) Well, at least someone does. It's been a trying week. We had an active shooter situation in our hospital where I work. I saw that. Oh my God, Kimberly, we were thinking of you. Thankfully, no staff members were injured. That's good news all around. Listening to the show, listening to the archives and reading the hilarious posts on Facebook from the group were the only things that calmed me down. Thank you guys for everything you do. It matters. That's great, oh, isn't it? That is. Amazing. We appreciate that, Kimberly. Tell all of your friends and family as well and paste the links to our shows all over your social media. I would really appreciate that. Kimberly was referring, of course, to every episode we've ever done is on SoundCloud. If you yeah. go to soundcloud.com, search for MQTA Radio. They're completely 100% free. You can listen to them back to back in the car, long journeys. Yeah. If you're having a fight with the Joker and it's lasting forever, you can be playing it on your iPhone. Tuning out your parents. Sometimes I listen to it in the car. You can play it in the car, of course. In the gym. We know that Miss Morris isn't going to be there as she's now working on her Photoshop skills. For you. But everything's there. If you're listening (laughs) on SoundCloud right now, why not press the little orange love heart that's there? Tell us how much you love the show. We do an extra, and this is one of the reasons you should be a Patreon as well. We do an extra 20 to 25 minutes of the show where we sit in the studio at the top of the hour, Mm -hmm. because when we're looking for our stories of the paranormal, the strange, the bizarre and weird, we stumble across stories of a rather sexual nature. Yes. Things we can't read out on the Dark Matter digital network for fear of being removed or getting a hefty fine. Yeah. But when we go off air, Mm. and we're on the internet, it doesn't matter anymore. The gloves are off. (laughs) Right. Anything goes. It's not for your mother. Some people say it's their most favourite part of the show. Oh, good Lord. The thing they look forward to the most. Mm -hmm. So when you hear our German classical outro music in about half an hour, jump over to SoundCloud, search for MQTA Radio. We stay in the studio. We do a little bit more, and it's filth and innuendo. Yes. There's lashings of hot, milky, globulous... Naughtiness. You will find smears that are very difficult to stay. Sauciness. Yeah. Of innuendo. Salty Lagina. You love a salty Lagina, don't you? <laughs> yeah, Which is why we watch The Curse of Oak Island. Right. Yeah. But everything's on there for you, so you can find those on SoundCloud. <laughs> Whatever platforms are we on, I keep forgetting what they all are. I can never remember. iTunes, Buzz Stitcher, TuneIn. Spotify, iTunes, TuneIn, SoundCloud. If you can't find um, us... Do it now. You've only got yourself to blame. John also commented on last week's scoring. Wait a second. (laughs) How does Heather bet and lose 100 points and you get 100 points each? I call shenanigans. Thank you, John. I love you. No, if Heather bets a dollar 
and I win, she loses a dollar and I gain a dollar. That's how that works. No. It's not rocket science, is it? No. Dave says we should just for points on big wheels with mops. Oh. There is a mop behind me. There's one in the corner. I was singing Freddie Mercury songs yes, earlier yes, and prancing around. That were. was a brilliant idea. Yeah. <laughs> we will make that happen. Larry I mean, has added Adrian was legally protected and legally protects himself on the show by stating at the beginning that points will be appointed randomly. He covers all his bases. <laughs> Thank you, Larry. I'm glad terrible. someone's on the ball. Terrible. Peter in New York was also added. There is a conspiracy theory because do you remember how you lost 100 points? Do you remember what you betted on last week? Do you recall no, how you I lost don't them? listen to you. You said that Goofy was a cow. And we all said, no, no. Goofy's a dog. You were adamant. You bet 100 points that you didn't have, I might add. Which, which shows that you obviously have a problem with your gambling. There was your snort, people. <laughs> yep. If you are playing the Bell Bunk and Snort drinking game, you can now have your first shot of the evening. Woo! As Coria snorted herself there and allowed you to have a swift drink. Thank yes, you. you bet all your points on the fact that Goofy was a cow. Yeah. And lo and behold, he was a dog. You lost your points. Whatever. But Heater in New York said there is a conspiracy theory that Pluto was Goofy's younger brother, but got dropped on his head when he was a baby. <laughs> Love you, Terrible. Heater. Look well, at these people standing up for me. Well, I can tell you that he's not a baby. He was a puppy. Just a saying. baby puppy. A baby puppy. Oh. Peter's saying that Goofy's still a dog. It's just that when Goofy's walking Pluto, Pluto's got a lead on because he's been dropped on his head. He's got less intellect than Goofy. Well, you That's look scared. Goofy. That's I feel sad. we're getting blogged down here a little bit. Yeah. Finally, Connie has written, Thank yeah. the powers that be for MQTA. Oh, oh thanks, thank Connie. You, Connie. Bordering on the divine. I really need the joy your show brings. Thank you all. Isn't that fabulous? Aww. That's nice to hear. That's As a reminder, fabulous. you can write to us. I will read out your comments. I love reading them. The whole team loves reading them. So why not get on there now? Write us a couple of sentences. On Facebook, more questions yeah. and answers with Adrian Lee. All of tonight's stories, all of the jokes, the cartoons, the banter. There's so much more on there than just the stories we read out, of Isn't course. Isn't there? We have a Twitter account, <laughs> Adrian underscore Lee underscore Tips on Twitter. We have 100,000 followers. And remember, my books are also available. This isn't my day job. I'm an author. I write the books Mysterious Minnesota, Mysterious Midwest, where I talk about my adventures in some of the most haunted and historic buildings throughout the whole of the Midwest and Minnesota with my team, the International Paranormal Society, crammed with evidence, crammed with history crammed with ghosts and hauntings and creepy mm. things and things that go bump in the night. And I've also written the book, How to Be a Christian Psychic, if, if you're interested in psychic skills, if you're interested in meditation, healing, crystals, everything's there for you. Have a look at me on Amazon and all other good ebook sites, Adrian Lee, and you will find all those on there. Do you want to talk about the Curse of Oak Island this week? Oh. <laughs> Record number of comments on Facebook and funny ones too. Heather, <laughs> do you want to discuss what happens every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Central Time? Every Tuesday! <laughs> In a normal voice. <laughs> or not. <laughs> that is a normal voice. <laughs> we, we meet on MQTA with or more questions and answers with Adrian Lee's Facebook page on a particular post. And we all decide to come together at, is it 8 p.m. Central? Central time. Yep. And we all tune in to the History Channel and we all watch, all of us watch, The Curse of Oak Island together. And then 
the comment and gif war ensues. We break Facebook. Yep. We had over mm. 500 comments in that one hour. I couldn't get my comments there. It kept yeah, whizzing up I on couldn't. my laptop. I know. I commented yeah. on stuff further down the page. And I'm like, where'd that come from? You go from? to write yeah. a sentence and another 15 comments have whizzed by. Right, right. It's, it's the awesome. highlight. It's the highlight of my week. I'm not even watching the show anymore. The no. show's on in the background. I'm almost no. listening to it while I'm writing and typing. I have to go back at the end of the show and look back through all the threads to see what's been written because I've missed half or of them. Or to even oh, yeah, try to like comments or comment yep. on comments. Yes. I can't do it because no. it's just going too fast. It is. It's so fun. It's great. I actually think, I'll have to check this, but check your schedules for next Tuesday. I think they're going to put two shows back <gasps> to back. Are they? I'm going to have a look at that. We're 8 p.m. Central Time unless they do something ridiculous like put an early show on. <gasps> Wait. You're right. I think I did see something about that. Next week, I think at 9 o'clock, they're going to have the hauntings of Oak Island or something like that. They're having paranormal investigators come in to Oak Island after the Oak Island show. That would be funny. That would be funny, wandering around with a K2 meter. Yeah, and we can tell them how to really use it. In the coffer dam. This is true. Mandy commented. She said she laughed so hard at the comments that lemonade came out of her nose. Nice. There's a lot of things coming out of a lot of noses this week. Have you not noticed that? Yes. The thing that made me laugh is when they were going through all the remains of one of the searcher holes they were digging and someone said they found a bone and it shouldn't have been there. So they mentioned a foreign bone. Yes. Like you. Hello. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) That's outrageous. This Mm. makes me laugh. Join us. At Tuesday. What else could you possibly be doing on a Tuesday night that's more exciting than that, unless you're in a bowling league in Detroit? Bring your drink. Bring your drinks. We have a drinking game. This is very, very true. Michelle's on six. I'm yet to score. Heather's on two. Chad is on eight. And I will be referring to Chad right now as he comes up with his random fascinating fact of the evening. Sivu play Dr. Peters. Aphrodisiacs date back to as early as the 4th century B.C., in the Philippines, men eat balat, which is a boiled duck egg that contains a duckling embryo. Oh, Lovely. God, I've seen that. And in Colombia, leafcutter ants are typically given as a wedding gift for their aphrodisiac properties. So, if I want to put the Barry White on, I've poured you a nice martini. We're going to go with the duck egg, are we? Yep. Let's get nope. the egg. Let's go I've get the eggs out. I've seen it. I think I've seen that on Fear Factor. I think they stink. Yeah. They do sell a hundred year old eggs where they bury them, don't they? Oh, oh it's no. disgusting. So that might be where we are. No. You don't want a duck egg? That's no. not going to get you in the mood, no? What if you licked it? Well, you can do whatever you want once you've got it in your paws. <laughs> I'll but, uh, do oysters. Of course yeah. you will. You're not going to eat a duck egg, but you're willing to lick the phlegm off of a turtle. How does that work? I said nothing about that. I said oysters. <laughs> okay, well, obviously, oysters have a completely different meaning to what I'm used to. We now move into our first round proper. That is ghosts and hauntings. And remember, we do not do orbs. Gemma Collins, remember her from last week? And the yeah. week before. She's mixing around. Before. Rather larger lady. What? Mixing around on an ice rink. What, no Katie Price story this week? Well, I can get you one. <laughs> She was paid by some students this week to dance in a university when there was no one there. No one turned up. If you want a Katie Price story. Are you serious? They are available, yeah. Oh, sure my enough. Kind of phenomenal. Oh, my God. Terrible. Gemma oh, Collins sad. dancing on ice. She fell over. She fell. Looked like she was pushed. She hit the dust. Nothing funnier than seeing a larger lady fall she over. She wasn't an ice pushed. She says. <laughs> That's bonk. Next. She fell because a Second World War airman ghost 
according to the shaman who uh, cleansed the ice rink last week uh, and obviously yeah. didn't do a very good job good if the job, ghost is still Bill. hanging Way around. Go. Mm-hmm. Get your money back. Yes, I think she's covered herself, hasn't she? Mm. She says, the shaman says that an air pilot from the Second World War pushed her over on the ice because they built the ice rink, the studio, where the airfield was. Yeah. It's a Second World really? War airfield. It's in Bovingdon. It's in Hertfordshire. Why only her? Why only her? Because she's not very good at skating. <laughs> she's the easiest one to push <laughs> over. <laughs> Do you... Oh, wait. I can to be say fair, something. Oh. If he was a ghost... No, I Wouldn't can't. you be flicking people's ears and hiding their I keys and it. giving not... them a wet willy? Mm, Do you want yeah. a ghostly wet willy? I'm holding it back. I can't do Before it. my body's mm. even cold, I'm giving you a ghostly finger of doom in the ear department. Is that air pilot cow tipping? Oh. <laughs> Shaman Sue Holmes has opened up about the reasoning behind Gemma's shock fall. Speaking to the mirror, she explained, if you're playing the Bell Buck and Snort drinking game, <laughs> Michelle me. has given you your second shot of the evening. And I don't no. even know why that's funny. It was more like a growl. Than... Was, she's suddenly become <laughs> possessed by a demon live on air. Guess what came out of her nose? Ectoplasm. We need yeah. some holy water quick. Nice. Yes. Let's run a stake through her heart like on a Peter Cushion film. Hey. I love him. Yeah. Safety. Yeah, Chad, you get the stake, you get the car, and I'll get a cushion. Wow. Speaking to the mirror, the 38-year-old reality star struggled on the show because the Dancing on Ice studio has been built on the former RAF Bovingdon base that was used by British and US pilots in World War II. Unlikely. She told the publication as a professional space-clearing consultant some professional space clearing consultant. How do space you... clearing? Oh, you, you is... run a vacuum around, do you? Is that what you do? Is that in the yellow That's pages? That's carpet cleaning, isn't it? Surely. Yellow pages ad. First of all, I come and I sense the energies of the place. Mm. I ask people about the history. Yeah. And it had been a base during the war, an right. RAF base. There mm. would have been a lot of fear. Focusing on the exact spot where Gemma fell, Sue cleaned the area, cleansed the area, and gave Gemma a rattle filled with crystals to help her cleanse her own negative experiences. Oh, oh see, the sake. thing is, if the crystals are inside the rattle, you can't charge them in the moon. Didn't That's think very... of that, did they? Yeah, they're wow. not thinking it through, uh-huh. are they? Uh-huh. Said Chad the skeptic. <laughs> the mystic continued. <laughs> you almost think there was sarcasm there. <laughs> there were two lines of disharmonious land energy. Two lines, disharmonious land energy. Yeah. That's a crash, isn't it? Brace yourself. We're having a disharmonious land energy very quickly. Put your head between your legs and kiss your bottom goodbye. Or an X. They were crossing <laughs> the ice rink. They actually crossed in the very place where the fall happened. So I used crystals at the healing point to harmonize that energy. I've investigated on this airfield. It's a disused Second World War airfield. The Americans used it during the Second World War. I believe they flew a B- uh, B-17 bombers out of there. I actually had a conversation with a ghost box on the runway. And these runways are a mile and a half long. You need a lot of tarmac for a B-17 bomber to land and take off, right? We're not doing that in a small area, are we? No. I actually had an American pilot come through. And first of all, it was very interesting that there should be an American accent coming through on the ghost box when you're standing in in a disused airfield in Hertfordshire in England. And he said he was in trouble. And I said, what are you in trouble with? And he said, my engines have gone. And he said he was very scared. He wanted to tell his wife that he loved her. And I said, well, where's your wife? And he said, Austin in Texas. And I said, how many crew have you got? And he said, 10. And he proceeded to list all their names. So this is what happened on the airfield. I actually wrote to The Sun this week and said, if you really want to know what ghostly activity is taking place on this airfield, I will tell you. 
and they didn't write back to me. They've no interest in following that up as any way, shape or form. No. The self-proclaimed diva previously opened up about another spooky experience that she had in the 1980s when a disgruntled spirit threw a box of shoes at her. So that's a box of disharmonious walking energy. Thank God. A box of, of disharmonious shoes. walking oh energy, God. we're going to call that. going to step it up from President Bush. Disharmonious <laughs> landing or last woman standing. You decide go to our Facebook site. More questions than answers with Adrian Lee. I should give myself two points for being informative and a little bit fun. Miss Morris, what have you got for me tonight in the round of ghosts and hauntings? When you walk into Curiosities from the Fifth Corner, you're greeted by Scandinavian music and burning white sage incense sticks, which create a mist of smoke across the room. Mm. The shop is filled with hundreds of weird, wonderful, and slightly odd items, including pickled body parts. Cool. My favorite. Human (laughs) flesh. And stuffed animals, and they're not talking about Teddy. They're talking Ooh. about taxidermied animals. Yep. Henry Scrag, the man behind the huge collection and X6 shop, sells items from anywhere from ten pounds to two thousand pounds six fifty. Oh Which boy. is where I expect all of my Valentine's gifts to come from. What a taxidermy <laughs> shop curiosity shop like this so you want like false legs tables that have come out of malls midget heads midgets heads yeah that'll teach him to sword swallow when he's only three foot eleven right yes you (laughs) gotta have dreams (laughs) go big or go home in a bucket (laughs) little dreams little dreams should have started with a cutlery instead of going for the broadsword i told him how many times did i tell him he was overconfident i said gaggy i said i don't know what you're thinking You've oh, got to start. Oh, oh, put the claymore down. <laughs> wow, you guys are terrible. And I'm over here thinking somewhere over the rainbow. Okay. No. no. You've been on the opium again, haven't you? No, but we did make love teenies tonight for everyone. Yes, love teenies. Love teenies. Well, what you're going to get is human body parts. Including a human fetus and women's ovaries that are all kept in jars, thank goodness, right next to the (gasps) raspberry jam. Cool. They are preserved in formaldehyde, a solution that preserves and fixes tissues and organs, in case you didn't know, before being transferred into an alcohol and distilled water solution. Henry said, now and then I have to change the fluid or top them up. Oh, he's been on the formaldehyde again. any bits that fall off to put in your salad. <laughs> no, I added that part. Yeah. Like the finger of Galileo. Bacon bits. Yes. Do you want a finger. Galileo finger salad? Is that uh, what you're after? I got a finger. Okay, I, I wish I had it. a finger and I would tape it to a stick and I would poke people with it. I'd keep it in a matchbox and just <laughs> wow. scare people. I'd go, Chad, look at this. There's a finger. Lest us I'd not. I'd stick it up my nose. I'd stick it in my ear. The fun you could have with a finger. Lest what? us not forget about the toe drink. Ooh, oh, the Canadian, yeah, Canadian shot that comes with a toe in it. Yep. Well, we got to make right. a trip and do it someday. Please. I don't think I could. I don't. Uh, I totally could. Totally <laughs> could. Mm. The human specimens are usually old medical specimens or tribal pieces from various cultures around the world. We are generally used to burial or cremation, but other cultures treat remains in a different way, respecting them visually 
in their remains. I understand that some people don't get it and think it's disrespectful or wrong to sell remains because, as a society, we don't generally know about the traditions of other cultures. It's fine. It's also easier to get angry at someone than research the information. Now, Henry, Mr. Henry Scrag, you Sounds dog. Sounds like a Dickensian name. Henry Scrag. If you saw hmm. him, he looked a little bit, mm, I'm trying to think, Rob Zombie. Scraggy? That's yeah. always a good look. <laughs> it looks a little bit shaggy. Yeah. Rot roll. <laughs> Henry gave it up. It wasn't me. <laughs> oh, he gave up his job as a gardener, thank God. A gardener. At Anglia Ruskin University five years ago to huh. pursue his interest in macabre curiosity. It's a natural progression, isn't it, from gardening to collecting body parts in bell jars? Yeah, yeah you should see them. They're oh. actually, I would like them, but you know you can't ship them. No. Mm-mm. Can't ship body parts. I'm going to make a shrunken head. Okay. Out I of decided. An apple. No. Paper mache. Out of Michelle? I love you, Heather. No. You look very pretty Warmer. tonight. Warmer. <laughs> Chat's closer, so is it Chad? <laughs> and I'm facing away from you. Yeah. You guys wouldn't tell me if she's coming up behind she's me. She's creeping up no. behind you right now with a phantom finger of doom. Thinning of the herd. And a handkerchief covered in formaldehyde. Yeah. Well, the last time I sniffed that handkerchief, I woke up with a sore ass. You know that. Wow. Yes. Chloroform well, will do that to you. Well, I thought it was the handkerchief. I I'm not sniffing that handkerchief again. <laughs> well, what Henry has said is, what I do is recycle. I don't affect the living. I recycle the dead. I'm not causing harm to anyone. So thank you, Henry, for Ooh. selling people's heads, fingers, toes, nails, hearts, ovaries, body parts. Selling a pickled head, or I don't believe a word she said. Ooh, Go to our Facebook site, more nice. questions and answers with Adrian Lee. Michelle, what have you got for me tonight in the round of Ghosts and Hauntings? Oh, Reddit user Mira1834 uploaded a recording of the CCTV's haunting discovery while on shift at an empty trampoline park. Oh, phantom oh, bouncing. Oh, oh, <laughs> Nothing worse than phantom bouncing. <laughs> the video, which has driven viewers into a storm of questions, shows the empty trampoline park. Is there a story in there? I can keep going all night. I just don't think it's good radio. Initially, nothing sticks out as being unusual with the footage while the camera is focusing on an empty seating area. Suddenly... A droplet of water. Oh, it's an orb. <laughs> <laughs> and we're and done with that done. story. <laughs> Bunk. Damn Bunk. you. Bunk. Damn we you all to hell. Do orbs. Bunk. <coughs> Bunk. Still bunk. You're bunking it all the way. I'm now going to jump very quickly into the round of the strange and the bizarre, and we'll try and squeeze in one more story tonight in our Valentine's Day special. If you're not having much luck on dating apps, then it could be time to try another criteria. Star signs. Luckily, dating app Bumble has now introduced a feature allowing you to filter people by their zodiac sign. Singletons are raving about the latest addition to the dating app scene, claiming they'll never have a go on a date with a Gemini again. Amen to that. <laughs> Others are saying it will simply be another thing boys lie about. How would you lie about your <laughs> zodiac sign? You lie about your birthday. But if you weren't having luck on dating apps before, it's worth a shot. A diplomatic Libra might not get along with an eager Aries. 
but would rub along nicely with an optimistic Sagittarius. I don't think that's true. I think Libra and Aries are opposite signs. I think if you're an Aries, you're Tigger from Winnie the Pooh and you're bouncing along and you want life's great adventure, you would drag a Libra along by the hand and say, I've just stolen a bus. We could be in Mexico by the end of the year. Get your stuff together. Whereas a Libra would sit in the corner and not say anything and they need an Aries. But then an Aries would be standing on a table and singing drunk in a bar and the Libra was saying, get down, you're making a fool of yourself. So I don't think that's right. Hmm. Hailing the new feature on social media, one person has written on Twitter, Bumble really put Zodiac signs in profiles. Dudes, really going to be lying about their star signs now as well. I'm an Aries, is it showing? Is my Aries showing? I need a t-shirt. <laughs> Every day. Is my Aries showing? Every Another day. wrote, men who don't list their star signs on Bumble are cowards. A third said, the guy who tries to ghost me changed his zodiac sign on Bumble from Taurus to Pisces. What? Pisces, I'll help you, but don't come near me. That's what tends to happen with them. This opinionated person has written, I'm glad Bumble added the feature where you can tag what zodiac sign you are. So I know which boys the cancers are, so I can swipe them left into oblivion. That is true. Cancer tends to be a bit Eeyore. It's a bit Winnie the Pooh and Eeyore. It's a bit woe is me. The whole world's against me. Ew. Another said thanks to Bumble for asking everyone to put their star signs on their profiles now so I never have to run the risk of going on a date with a Gemini ever again. My ex-wife was a Gemini. Huh, shocking. So share that with you. Bumble date or I'm a Libra so I will wait. You decide. Go to our Facebook site more questions <laughs> and answers with Adrian Lee and you may find the love of your life on a dating app. We now enter our final round of the evening, a round we call Not For Your Mother. We do this last. We do this at the top of the hour when we're no longer on air. It's the stories from around the world that are filled with filth. They're filled with innuendo, the things you wouldn't want your mother to listen to. If your mother's of a nervous disposition, if your mother's (laughs) in the room, (laughs) if she's snoring... If she's popping. <laughs> popping and locking. Yes, with her three knee, re- with her three knee replacements, yeah. there's a lot of popping and kissing and cracking. It's all that titanium. Yeah. Snap, crackle and pop for my mother's not a breakfast cereal. That's getting out of bed in the morning. Oh, good. We love Jenny. Really love true. you, Jenny. We are on Aww. camera at the moment. We decided to film ourselves for this section so we can all look at the camera. Hi. And... Wave. If you've got small minors, they need to be removed as well. You and have midgets. been yeah. dwarves. Disturbing body cam the footage shows the moment a cop tasered a driver 11 times and allegedly pulled down his shorts to fire at his balls. What? Balls. <laughs> <laughs> yes. They pantsed him and put a taser gun a cop. on the twig and berries. Where? Z- on his twig and berries. No, where? I will be getting to this very okay. shortly. Johnny Wheatcroft, 39, could be mm. heard screaming in agony as his two terrified sons, 6 and 11, and his wife looked on. Was his name <laughs> Long John? John? Everything looked on. Long John. He is now suing Arizona. Arizona yeah. police mm. claiming the two officers used unlawful, unreasonable, and excessive force and torture, which left him with life altering injuries. What's Arizona known as? Is that the Sunshine State? It's desert. No, that's Florida. Oh. Yay! Zona. <laughs> Zona Arida. Somehow it ends up in every yeah, story. Yeah. <laughs> it's famous for desert. It's Las Vegas. It's the gambling capital, isn't it? That's Nevada. It is? Don't look at me. I'm foreign. Well, then why is it? What? 
It's very true. You're so... I have what no is idea. Arizona? Desert. The I Joe Arpaio State? Huh? Cactus fruit. The, the Isn't sheriff some... who, like, tortured oh, yeah. immigrants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't there some of the Grand Canyon in Arizona? Joshua yeah. trees? Yeah, there's some That's... of that in there. Wow. Wheatcroft was pulled over in his car by Glendale officers Matt Schneider and Mark Lindsay after a traffic stop for their allegedly turn signal violation. Uh-huh. He got tasered in the twig and berries because he failed to use his blinkers. Seems a little excessive, doesn't <laughs> a it? A lot of people who should not go to Arizona. <laughs> horrific footage. Horrific footage. Horrific footage shows a handcuffed Wheatcroft being repeatedly tasered as one cop knelt on his back and another kicked him in the groin. Wow, one officer that's then excessive. slammed him face down onto the asphalt while Schneider continued to taser him, the lawsuit says. Officer Snyder then pulled down Wheatcroft's shorts so he could fire at his testicles. What? I don't believe This is a made-up story. It's on video. As a group of cops began removing the taser prongs, Schneider allegedly placed his taser on Wheatcroft's penis. That's an angry hot dog at that point, isn't it? Have you ever been to the cinema and you see them going round at the back and you still have a hot dog and they go to get one you say, I don't want the angry one. I'll have the one next to it. I want to walk down to... Electric Avenue. And, and then, then I'll tase you harder. <laughs> Down on the streets there is violence. <laughs> <laughs> the officer then yelled, keep fighting and you're going to get it again. You want it again? At one point he says, stop being such a baby. Throughout the ordeal, weak cross children can be heard wailing, please stop. Daddy, are you okay? He wasn't okay. They no. both initially were charged with aggravated assault and physically resisting arrest. Both who? Both men. There were two? Wow. Four balls? Four. Wow. <laughs> it went from two to four very quickly there, didn't it? Wow. Wheatcroft told the officers, I'm not doing anything wrong. I'm not doing anything wrong. <laughs> Schneider pointed his taser at Wheatcroft's shoulder and said, here's the deal. Listen to me. Relax your arm. I'm trying to do this as easy as I can. He then accused Wheatcroft of stuffing something <laughs> into his backpack. You could have said that so much backpack. more. Yeah. Salaciously. Sexy Here's time. The deal. Oh, Here's Listen the deal. to me. Schneider pointed his uh, taser at Wheatcroft's shoulder. His and uh, Here's the deal. Listen to me. Relax your arm. I'm going in dry. Oh, no, you did Glendale police claim Wheatcroft uh, exhibited verbal non-compliance by refusing to identify himself and failed to obey the officer's oh, instructions, stupid. so he electrocuted his penis. Uh, this led to yeah. officers... Oh, that makes sense, then. I, led, I, did, I hadn't thought of it that way. You've not thought it through, have you? Right. You've not done, not done the work there. This led to officers trying to remove Wheatcroft from the car so they could maintain a safe eye contact on him during the traffic stop. Dude, one you see the way really... his eye follows you around the room, right? <laughs> one looking at you, one looking for you. Wow. Ew. I went and saw Michelangelo's David in the Academy in Florence. Stop it's it. amazing the way nope. the eye Mm-mm. follows you around nope. the room. Yeah, it does. It's remarkable. It too. After the couple were taken to jail, his wife was arrested. She was in the car. Officers found a usable quantity of meths inside well, that's not car. funny. He also fell down the stairs twice whilst at the police station. Wheatcroft yeah, is currently yeah, in prison. 
He's in prison on an unrelated charge of burglary, apparently. Electrocuted Willie. Or don't be so silly. Turd burglary. Nice. Has anyone here ever been tased? Put your hand up now. I was just talking to somebody who did it last week. And uh, she was sore for a solid week. Like solid. A solid week. (laughs) Solid week. Yeah. I wouldn't recommend it. If your heart's beating in the wrong place and the wrong time, there's been people die. We don't have guns in Britain. There's been people that have died because they've been tasered. And because of the electrical circuitry, it's knocked their heart out of rhythm. Mm -hmm. People have died. It can happen. Michelle, what have you got for me tonight in the round of Not For Your Mother? Oh, is this the most brutal prank ever? Bloke wakes up to ten sex toys super glued to his back. That, no, glued. that's hilarious yep. is what that is. He's a stegosaurus. <laughs> right. No, that's Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh. Doesn't... That's Ron Jeremy. The monster from Alien. She's making <laughs> her own hedgehog, jokes up. Yeah. <laughs> that is your 100% correct. Doesn't yeah. the monster from Alien have things coming out of its back? Not like dildos. I think there is. I'm going to look that up. We'll it's vertebrae. I, yeah, I bet if like you look plates. hard enough, you can find a version where he does have dildos. I'm sure. That's disgusting. The alien monster from Ridley Squat. Ridley <laughs> <laughs> <Diddly> Squat? <laughs> you should have some of your love chili. <laughs> Hurrah! Woo! Drink! Ridley Squat. <laughs> Diddly. <laughs> I love all of Diddly Squat's films. Odor Eaters. Yes. Thermal yeah. Flask and Louise. Oh, God. Tasers from hell. We totally right. have to make a mock-up of the Ghostbusters film directed by Ridley Squad. <laughs> yeah, Ridley Squad. I like it. Best British director there's ever been. Wow. By Alfred Hitchcock, mm, of terrible. course. Yeah, there's a story terrible. in there dying to get out, Michelle. Do it. In the clip posted to Instagram, Abidas Melo was being Nearly. woken up by the sound of two saucepan lids being crashed together. Only moments before... Ten multicolored dildos were being stuck onto his back by a friend in a supposed act of revenge. Oh, mm. friend. friend. It did look very funny. It yeah, was it amusing. Yeah. I, yeah. It was rainbow gotta, color. I laughed. You got to kind of wonder why I he cried. had ten dildos <laughs> you... just kind of laying mm. around. No. That's expensive as well, isn't That's it? That's exactly what cheap, I was going to say. They're about 50, 70. <laughs> well, yours are. You have to. You get, hers have got gears on them. They come with a car battery. They gears. She's you have lo- to pay for the extra ridges. Well, she's ruined the transmission. <laughs> you have to pay for the extra ridges. That's a dollar for every ridge, madam. That's a ten dollar toy. Oh, the culprit behind the revenge prank, Nidu Baduk, visited his friend during the night, armed with the essentials to carry out the joke. Abidas initially appeared groggy and confused when being woken up by the abrupt crashes. <laughs> yeah. And the bangs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, it was there. Couldn't I wonder if anyone had a ride on him on the way to the police station. <laughs> oh. We didn't go to the police station. That's probably he went good. somewhere else. Seen sleeping above the sheets while supporting... Silky red shorts. Abidas immediately started screaming and raging at his disruptive friend before noticing that something wasn't quite right. How did he not wake up? He must be a heavy sleeper. He takes or maybe very the, drunk. 
That's true. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe he was annoying while he was drunk. Maybe he had a couple of these. Yeah, those yes. love teas. Love There's nothing in that I noticed. That is gone, isn't it? <laughs> I got one little drink left. Oh, he takes a peep at the full drop mirror beside his bed before jiggling himself up and down, noticeably <laughs> feeling the sex toys bounce in motion with him. The look of disbelief is plastered all over the man's face before he starts... And back. Oh. <laughs> before he starts chasing the guilty car- culprit around his house. Failed attempts at trying to remove the sex toys resulted in the man paying a trip to the hospital. Oh. They have solvents, don't they, that can remove yes. glue. I don't know if acetone is good You speak from experience. Skin, <laughs> Acetone's the way to go here. Yeah. I shall give you some points, Michelle, for being fun. And informative, and he Thank looked like you. a stegosaurus. If you wish to read yeah, that story, that's my favorite. It is available on our Facebook site, while Questions and Answers with Adrian Lee. A grad has been blinded when a stripper whipped his trousers off and hit her in the eye. <laughs> with his trousers? A st- well, you'd like to Not think so, exactly. wouldn't you? A strip a fan claims she was blinded when a dream boy's hunk ripped off his trousers and they hit her in the eye. Blinded by the eye. <laughs> the one eye. Blinded by the eye. Yeah. Herman's Hermit, this isn't one. it? Grand Mel Gronwald, which is grown in Grunwald. wood in German. Groaning Wood, that is. Grandma Grunwald? Grandma Groaning Wood (laughs) was in the front row with her knees touching the stage on a girly night. She was in Sniffer's Row? Sniffer's Row. (laughs) She's taking that dollar out of her mouth. Yeah. That's my reserve seat. You can taste the (laughs) testosterone, can't you? Can taste something. Male 58, who is suing the male troop for £150,000. Ridiculous. 150,000 lap dances. $220,000, that is. Told a court she suffered devastating injuries. Yes. As one of four sexy firemen teared off their uniform. Fire, fire. She was rushed to hospital with serious injuries. She's very serious. Wait, oh, no. Very serious, Tell Madam me how Michelle. serious it was. It left her... Oh! <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> Good God. <laughs> We're watching Magic Mike after this. Go on. <laughs> You can sit at the front. It's a widescreen television. She's sitting in front of a 52-inch TV. With a dollar bill in her mouth. You'll go blind sitting that close to the TV. I can smell the coconut oil from here. If you are playing the Bell Punk and Snort drinking game, you have a double on us. She was rushed to hospital with serious injuries. She's been left permanently blinded in her left eye and temporarily blind in her right. Oh, whatever. This is for real. This is temporary. That's it. You've got it. She is now suing Dream Boys London Limited, claiming they failed to ensure that there was sufficient space between the performers and the audience (laughs) as to ensure that the performance could be carried out safely. Eye protections... For the first five <laughs> rows. Police tape around the hazard, hazard tape. The first five Caution. rows are given goggles. Yeah. The Dream Boys deny the hotel worker was injured by one of their strippers. Mel of South Africa was staying in Maidstone, Kent. That was the university I went to. I got my degree Isn't from Maidstone, Kent. Is that Kent. what they taught you there? Yes. Oh, I can do the Stripping. helicopter. Do you want me to do the helicopter? <laughs> Not really. No. No, I don't have any money. When she went with her three pals to a strip show, 
at the Rise Club in London's Leicester Square. Barrister Mark Mulrooney said one of the performers flicked his trousers towards the audience, but part of the trousers caught Mrs. Groningwood in the eyes and caused her to suffer injury. She suffered a severe blunt injury to her left eye. What type of trousers were them? Fireman's trousers. You know, they're those... The Remember Velcro. Party Boy on Velcro Jackass? stripper trousers. Of course I do. Stripper yeah. trousers. Yeah. The Velcro hair. Pull away. Fireman. Pull away. Fireman stripper trousers. Probably with snaps. Or is it snaps. like bondage pants? Because I like those. This is the best line. Churchgoer, Mel. Oh, I, yeah. really? Yeah. She married. got her offering She's out. She's married to a retired cop called Johan. Of course. And they live in Cape Town. She says it's in God's hands now. Not really. It was in hers that night. <laughs> yeah. But go on. Strange. Yeah. He's got the whole world in his pants. Let's share that with you. My mother worked for many years in a biochemistry lab in East London. Go on. In the Queen Elizabeth Hospital. Did it border this, or like, was it next to this strip club? Is that why you're telling this story? I'm telling you the story because a lady came in and her face was swollen up bright red like a beetroot yeah. and they couldn't work out what was wrong with her to cut a long story short she'd gone to see a stripper with her mates exactly like that lady did there from south africa in maidstone in kent oh, and the stripper had rubbed his meat and two veg in her face what? well he had pubic lice and they managed to dislodge huh. themselves and find a nice little home in her eyebrows she then had some sort of toxic shock or some sort of reaction. She had lice in her eyebrows? Yes. Cubic lice. True story. And her eyelashes? Yes. And she swelled up like a beetroot. And her beard? I don't recall <laughs> she had a beard. Ew. God's honest truth, I tell you. That's I'm not making it up. Ask my mother. You can write to my mother and she will tell you. Jenny. That story herself. You have the last story of the evening tonight. Miss Morris, what have you got for me in the round of Not For Your Mother? Before I go into that, I'm going to give you a little insight into my past. Oh my. I knew. You worked I in a strip knew. bar in Spirit Lake, Iowa. I And you did. whipped it out at somebody. She was no, a bouncer. No, actually, I didn't. I was a bouncer <laughs> at a strip two club. Two bouncers. She was two bouncers oh, at really? a strip club. Oh, bite me. So. That's extra. Wow. I was there. And I have to tell you, one night I took off. Because we went to go see, believe it or not, the thunder from down under. Really? Oh, crikey, mate. Yes. <laughs> and Truth. Yes. You and didn't go so... and see the Crippendales, no? Oh, Adrian <laughs> there is, there's Edward. A, there's a group called themselves, look it up, oh, they're called the no. Crippendales. Do they throw a lot of gang signs? No, they're uh, crippled. <laughs> they have oh, yeah, kind of crippled. Cerebral palsy and stuff like that. It's true. God. Go and look it up. They exist. I don't know what to say. So, in my youth, when I was a bouncer at the one bar, Is we this went a bad to go... guy Brian story? Oh, God, no. <laughs> but I do have that picture. So, anyway, we went to the Thunder from Down Under, and I was with probably 200 women there. And my luck was not the greatest at that time. So I decided feel free to, to jump in at any time. I decided anyone. to buy a raffle ticket. I didn't know oh. what it was for because let's just say I had a few love teenies before I went in there. She won a turkey. <laughs> right. So I bought this <laughs> raffle ticket and all of a sudden my name gets called in front of this huge Heather Morris. Yeah, Heather Morris. come to the front stage. Ticket number 134. Do you know what it was for? 
a lap dance. You had to oil up the boys in front of no. everyone. It was to go back and oil up all the men, all of them, everywhere. That sounds like wow. work. everywhere. Not a prize. <laughs> right. So did you bake the chicken? What did you do? I did. You did pick up an onion. I many onions, lots of potatoes. You've eaten with those fingers. I've seen you in Dairy Queen chopping I on a burger. Flick things at you with these fingers. <laughs> so how was that experience for you? Was it everything you hoped it would Very be? Very memorable. I've got several pairs of underwear yeah. that night that weren't mine. Men's or women's? Men's. Okay. G-strings that were very fun that I had autographed. She can't put olive oil on anything anymore. No more vinegar. No, I can, and I'm very good. I know how to massage it in. Well, next Christmas you can baste the turkey. How's that? Oh, good God, and rub the ham. The last turkey in the butchers at Christmas. Oh, so that's my stripper. Is there a story trying to get out? That's nice. I like that story. I loved it. It was very great. I'll it tell you great. my stripper stories another time. Shrimp on the bobby. Yes, the only Australian you know, isn't it? <laughs> Anything else? Are we done with that? No. <laughs> Next story. I like the way she says it in an American accent. That's like being gangster, but with a posh British accent. <laughs> exactly. Don't diss me, you chief. Proper shanty, man. <laughs> what? Are you 5-0? Don't diss me, you chief. Well, all good things come to an end. So let's look at tonight's scores in last place with the K2 meter and the dead battery is myself. I'm in fourth place and I only scored four points. A very low scoring night for me. But don't worry, my prize is a date with a ghostly fighter pilot, a duck egg and some Colombian ants. So I've got plenty to look forward to there. In third place, Heather managed to put together five points tonight. You're in third place. She gets a date with a midget called Gaggy and a collection of cutlery <laughs> and some jars with some body parts. So that should be interesting watching that go down in Dairy Queen this week. Oh, That's yeah. not appealing. In second place is Michelle. She scores six. She gets an app to find the love of her life and some Photoshop pics that never made it from the Ghostbusters final cut to put on there. <laughs> nice. Our runaway leader tonight. Very low scoring round, our Valentine's special. But it's Chad. He's in first place with a nice, yeah. rounded, plump, symmetrical, semi-naked eight. Take he gets that, a night Michelle. on a trampoline <laughs> with a lot of moisture and a large swollen orb. Oh, yeah. Do not fear listening. Remember, we are back with a whole new bunch of stories next week at the same time, and I would love for you to join me for a fun and informative journey through the world of the paranormal, strange, intriguing, bizarre, and weird. Please tell your friends and family about the show, and feel free to contact me at any time via my Facebook site. More questions and answers with adrian lee you can also follow my twitter account at adrian underscore lee underscore tips and remember you can now jump over to soundcloud search for mqta radio and you will hear us in a round that we call not for your mother that we can't read out on air you've been listening to more questions and answers the only paranormal news quiz show anywhere in the world with your host adrian lee we are the very best in paranormal news radio entertainment the light before the darkness. My gratitude and greatest thanks are extended to Lorna Hunter, Heather Morris, Chaton Drainer, Michelle Corey, Chad Peters, and all at the International Paranormal Society, interparanormal.net, and all of the show's sponsors, including the Lakes Area, Paranormal Interest Group, and MUFON of Minnesota. It just remains for me to say thank you for listening. Have a great Valentine's Day. Well, that was yesterday, wasn't it? Happy but Valentine's still... Day. Happy Valentine's Weekend. Yes. But remember interested 